for a long time, specifically when I first started diving into the coaching space as a, as a client, I was so attached to outcome, to what's the next thing? What's the next thing I can heal? It was almost like, I'll be happy when I can heal X, Y, Z. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, I'm healing X, Y, Z, and I'm also happy right now. This is Awakened Love, the podcast, and I'm your host, Angel. This is a space where we get real, real about sex, love, and awakening. So strap in, let's go deep. What's up, beautiful awakened humans? Today we have Jolie Franklin in the house. Jolie is an embodiment coach, a breathwork facilitator, and has been a dear client of mine. So we're going to be diving into all things body-based healing, what the F is coaching, what happens in a coaching session, why should we even do it? Thank you so much for being here, sweet love. Hi, thank you for bringing me into this space. This is amazing. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to have you here. So I want to kick right off as I tend to do. <laughs> Let's just dive right in, honey. And so a lot of the work I do with women is around their deepest wants and their deepest wounds and how those childhood wounds can get in the way of what we really want. And so I'm curious, what would you say to someone who says that they don't have any childhood wounding? Hmm. I would invite them into a space of like questioning what the word wounding means to them. Because I I definitely was one of those people that grew up thinking my childhood was kind of okay. And like, it was okay. It was fine. Yeah. And for me, I really realized that the fact that it was kind of just okay was the wounding. And there was a lot of layers underneath. So feeling into Mm. what does that word mean for you and what stories do you have about it? and allowing that to guide you into into the potential answers that it might bring yes I love that I think that when we hear the word wounding or sometimes the word trauma we're like oh I don't have any of that and I mean I haven't met anyone who doesn't have any wounding or trauma at all but maybe they're out there maybe you're listening amazing uh but frankly I just don't think we get out of this life things got free particularly childhood and, and I think the other big distinction is it doesn't mean that your parents are bad people or that they didn't do the very best they could. It's just that we all experience these environmental failures and frankly, they impact us and and we build, we construct entire identities around protecting these wounds, even from ourselves. And so sometimes they're unconscious. And I think that's a big part of this work is like bringing them into the light of our awareness so that we can see them and work with them. So You're a coach yourself. I imagine that means you have a pretty high level of discernment when you're looking for a coach. What what are you looking for when you're looking for a coach so that our listeners might think what they could be looking for too? Mm. I'm so guided by my body. And if I feel relaxed, like if my shoulders drop and my chest is like, ah, when I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm like, that's my person. It's Mm. such like a... A visceral response to people that I have and I can be mm. if I feel like I'm opening in their presence then mm. it's instantly I'm such a yes no person I'm like if I'm opening it's a yes if there's any closure it's my responsibility to to figure out what that closure is and mm. to discern if it's like a hard no or if it's a, a block or some resistance coming up and that's a beautiful gateway into being coached for me mm. 
Yeah, that I mean, so powerful trusting the body. Of course, you're such an embodied woman. That's that's a really powerful key for people who maybe aren't as connected to their body yet, and maybe that's something they want to work on. Is there anything you look for? Um, anything else? Like, mm. what else do you look for in a coach? If I feel like I could go for coffee or like brunch with this person, then it's probably going to be a good match. Like that is a benchmark that I used to have with like yoga teachers or fitness instructors and classes I would go to um like if I felt like I wanted to hang out with them and and connect with them (laughs) that was always a good lead into yes yes I, I think that the friendship and the relationship is obviously so central to the success what would you say what's the difference between a friend and a coach like what what's the extra element there for you for me when it's when I'm in a coaching space, there is, from the coach's perspective, there's no emotional attachment. So if mm-hmm. I'm sharing something about my life or something's coming up, when it's with a friend, there is often more of an emotional connection from both sides in the sense of friends feel more inclined to go into that space of, of really emotionally supporting you. Whereas I feel like with a coach, it's this solid space of I'm going to hold you in what you're feeling so that you can emotionally support yourself. And it's a, Mm. it's more of, it's more of a self-empowering space. Whereas I feel like when I'm sharing with friends, it's more collaborative in the sense of like, I don't know. I know from my experience, when I have friends sharing things with me, I feel more inclined to like give them a hug and to be really emotionally involved in what they're doing and it's a different dynamic Mm -hmm. as opposed to when I'm with a client and I'm just this solid space for them to speak to and I'm just here Mm. to here to listen Mm. yeah it's almost like with friends we can get into the mode of like offering opinions and maybe even advice and we have a personal agenda there Mm -hmm. whereas what I'm hearing you say um, you look for in a coach and you aim to coach yourself from this objective space where you're perhaps um, the way I see it is like we're asking the right questions versus giving the right answers. Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, bless that. So what were some of the challenges or the difficulties you were facing that caused you to engage my work at first? Mm. For me, it was I had been feeling this deep sexual shame for so long and I'd worked with I've had worked with so many coaches in so many different ways and just something wasn't sticking it's like I had all I felt like I had all the resources and all the tools and I knew how to do all of these things but it was the understanding of why it felt so hard and Mm. what I really loved loved and love about your work is you just hold space for people to create their own resources as opposed to giving them lots of things to do. And I really liked that because I can distract myself by doing. I can Mm. do the meditations and do the journaling and do the walking and the mantras and all of these things. And that can sometimes Mm. take me away from what it is I'm actually trying to do. And what I loved about the sessions that we had was a lot of it was just me still feeling Mm. and being in deep inquiry without an external distraction an external thing that I was focusing on or or doing yeah yeah so for people listening who might not have experienced this type of work before 
it sounds like you're describing working with the wound versus working with all the strategies we have that develop from that wound. Mm -hmm. So for example, the sexual shame you're describing, which I'm sure many of our listeners can resonate with. This is a really uh, frequent feeling, particularly for women and pussy having people. I was just working with a client on this particular thing this morning. Um, and it's very, very, comes up a lot. And I've worked with it in my own body, in my own system. And so oftentimes the shame we have is actually a survival strategy. It's a choice we made which feels really counterintuitive. We're like, how could I have chosen this? It's lived inside of me for so long. It feels so oppressive. But this work and what we do when we're working with the wound in a somatic space, as Jolie was describing, eyes closed and stillness going inward, we're working with the feelings and the sensations in the body, which are connected to your unconscious mind versus just traditional talk coaching, which is connected to your conscious mind. And the difficulty with that is if it's just traditional court um talk coaching I think you were describing earlier Jolie feeling like you'd been to a lot of coaches and hadn't had it stick and I think the issue with that is and I've experienced that myself for sure is that you can do a lot of healing with traditional talk work and it only takes you so far because you're only working with what's existing in your conscious mind you're not actually getting to the unconscious mind which is where the wound lives which is where the thing we're protecting so very well we build our entire identity around it we build particularly our sexual identity we have all these ways of protecting ourselves and shame is often actually a strategy to let's say for example disconnect us from our pleasure because for some reason our pleasure doesn't feel safe so then we get underneath and we're like, okay, let's talk about why doesn't pleasure feel safe? Where did that come from? How old were you? When did that start? Now we can work with the wound. So could you describe a little bit about for people listening who might have, you know, um, no idea the type of work I do and it's kind of why I aim to do this podcast. I wanted to share a little bit. I realized like it's kind of a mystery. <laughs> I have a lot of forward facing stuff, but a lot of how I work is a mystery. And I guess the way I would describe it is a combination of spiritual psychology, somatic healing. And then there's like a psychic intuitive energy work component as well. I'd love to hear in your words, like what, what are those sessions like when we're in the body and the eyes are closed and we're exploring the wounds and the past and the parts, what's that like for you from your, if you, if you can explain it. In mm, words. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, how, how do I explain this magic in, in a logical way for people to understand? <laughs> um, it feels like a, a reconnection with the lost parts of myself mm. that are, I have parts of me that come up to protect me. I have parts of me that come up to distract me. I have parts, the protector parts come in to protect me from other parts of me often younger parts and it's like this deep enriching understanding of the role that each of each of these parts play and noticing who is in the lead who is in the driver's seat who is kind of navigating me from from my subconscious you know if I'm noticing myself triggered or if the shame does come up like I now know through our work that is seven-year-old Jolie had a certain experience and she's feeling activated. And then from that point, I know mm. that there's like a protector part that comes in who numbs, who just numbs me. So I feel nothing. And from the work that we've done, I'm able to identify how they all connect the dots and how they all show up as up within me as an adult so that I can give them what they need and mm. then show up in my current self from my current understanding and my current energy and 
to feel really empowered by that like just that beautiful acceptance of it all and I feel like that's something that I've really gained from the work that we've done together is this beautiful acceptance of it all and that was a deep pathway for me specifically with shame was for such a long time I was trying to heal my shame I was trying to fix it I was trying to change it into something else and Mm. you know I think we spent so many sessions of me just sitting in the feeling yeah and feeling a bit uncomfortable but allowing Mm. myself to be accepting of that because it was from that space that the safety came in and that Mm. the deeper layers kind of started to show themselves to me and then I gain a deeper understanding which means that you know when shame presents itself now I understand why it's there and it's no longer an experience it's more of an observation and there's a a Mm. difference between the two which is such a gift such 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 a gift so beautiful my love my heart is so warm hearing you describe that and yeah that's really the work that's my aim in these spaces is to support you in reconnecting with the most disconnected and isolated parts of your psyche and soul because we're in a world and a society that culturally indoctrinates us to separate fragment and suppress any aspect of us that we believe loses us love or connection usually belonging these types of things safety um Although when we disconnect from these parts, they don't go anywhere. We just drive them into our unconscious where they rule us more and they come up in our lives again and again, wreaking havoc with these behaviors or these situations that we're like, why do I keep doing this thing? Or why does this thing keep happening in my life? And we're usually trying to treat it at the symptom level, the behavior, the strategy, as you were talking about working, I'm trying to get rid of the shame, let's say the sexual shame, trying to fix that instead of, yeah, what, what's the wound underneath? Why did you consciously choose the shame as a survival strategy? And how can we actually meet Meet the part that made that choice and find some acceptance and some gratitude that, wow, this seven-year-old Jolie, like, oh my gosh, she's worked so hard to keep you alive and here you are, you've made it. And then, as you said, so beautifully empowering those other parts of you to step forward and take on the role of managing your sexuality and managing your relationships. Because most of us, unless we've done this work, have a wounded inner little boy or girl or gender non-conforming being running our sex life and our love life. And that is just no place for an inner child to be doing that and it wreaks havoc and the 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 inner child usually doesn't want to do that it's taken on this part because it thinks it has to and so it's so beautiful as you just really lovely described that to reconnect with all these parts that's what integration is it's a word that's thrown around all the time like what the fuck does integration actually mean it's that it's turning towards the darkest most difficult most uncomfortable aspects of our psyche and through a process that, as you say, sometimes you've got to sit with it. Sometimes it takes time. It's not always fun, fast or easy. Sometimes it happens really instantly. And we had a few of those sessions too, where it's like an instant click in and connection. And other times it's like a process of learning to turn towards and learning to sit with these parts that feel hard to love and starting with acceptance. And slowly we move into loving them through understanding their story, these parts that's the key. We only get to love these parts. It's like when we talk about loving ourselves, what does that really mean? Well, first we have to know ourselves. Most people don't know themselves well enough to love themselves. And so we need a safe space and the right questions and the right support to actually dig deep into these layers. We get to look at ourselves and then it's like, oh, to love that? Well, maybe not. Let's start with acceptance. And we the only way we get to acceptance is through understanding. So we have to listen to and learn from these parts, these really disconnected, sometimes difficult, isolated parts. What's your story? Why? Are you here and through that we get understanding through that understanding we get compassion and love and then we get this beautiful integration and reconnection and I think 
what you kind of highlighted and what's really important is that it's not that um, these parts will necessarily ever go away. And that's not the point. We're not trying to get rid of these aspects of ourselves. We're just trying to take care of ourselves better so that, as you said, when they come up, they don't hijack your whole system. When that shame comes up, it's not the dominant story hijacking you. You exactly, as you said, now you know yourself well, you've got true intimacy with that part. You've put in the time and the love and the courage to face that part and develop intimacy with it so that you now have the support, the tools to turn towards it in those moments. You know its story, you know where it came from. Now you know how to love yourself better. And I'll tell you what, if you, when we want deep loving relationships, this is how we get them because now you can teach other people how to really love you. Whereas most of us are just slinging our shit on each other unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so where are you now? Where would you say, how has life changed since doing this work? Mm. I have and feel such a deeply profound excitement about connecting with that part of me. I think when we first went into the container, I was, I wasn't even terrified. There was like, there was this numb neutrality of just like, yeah, we'd love to have an orgasm and would love to be in a relationship. But it was almost like there was nothing. It was kind of like a a dead intention. Like there was a tiny little flicker of me. that was like, this is coming up for a reason. Obviously I'm saying this from somewhere, but there was no excitement. There was no dread. There was nothing. And I felt like I was quite shut down in that sense. Yeah. And through the course of the months that we were together, like each week I would meet a new emotion in association to my goals and desires. Like some weeks mm. I was feeling terrified. Some weeks I was really mm. excited. Some weeks I was really peaceful about it. And mm. that was really cool because it felt like this reawakening of kind of like you said those dormant parts those lost parts those parts that are like that were very deeply embedded you know it's sometimes you know our very last session was a really beautiful powerful one that was a a deeper layer again and this is why I love this work is because it's almost like we can just we could just keep digging and there's always something to find yes there is (laughs) which is layers which is great because like I I have this balance of continually wanting to dive deeper and Mm -hmm. holding myself where I am and being deeply accepting Mm -hmm. and content with Mm -hmm. where I am and I think that feels so empowering because for a long time specifically when I first started diving into the coaching space as a as a client I was so attached to outcome to what's the next thing what's the next thing I can heal it was Mm -hmm. almost like I'll be happy when I can heal xyz yeah. Whereas now it's like I'm healing X, Y, Z, and I'm also happy right now. Yeah. It's healing and whole. Yeah. At the same time. And it's again that was something I always consciously understood and knew, but mm. now I feel it and I'm experiencing it, and I think that is. It's so powerful to just be content and at peace with where you're at. Like this is that was one of the biggest yeah. things that I took specifically when it came to pleasure because it, I was completely goal orientated or there was no mm. goal at all and I was avoiding it and just not even engaging with it at all. Whereas now mm. I have this beautiful process which I'm playing with and dancing with, which is holding myself where I am and going really, really slow. And when shame comes up, its message is always to slow down even more. Yes. And to allow myself that, to do ladies? that. 
Yes. And it's so, this is so beautiful. And this is the work. It's learning to reorient and relate to ourselves in a different way. So rather than trying to fix or perfect, we realize, wow, it's, I get to choose how I relate to my shame and that will determine my experience of it. And pleasure is such a process oriented thing. And for orgasm, that's a really big one that I work with with women is this idea because of the patriarchal pornographic kind of lack of pleasure education, particularly for anyone with a pussy, we think, well, I'd need to be able to just get off like they do in porn or rom-coms from things that are potentially not at all pleasurable to me. And if I don't, there must be something wrong with me or I'm taking too long, pressure, pressure, pressure. And all of these things are the biggest turnoff. They disconnect us from our body because we're not listening to what we're actually wanting. And so what I'm hearing you say is just this deep acceptance created a deep ability to listen. And that created this contentness that you're able to keep leaning into your healing, but you're not doing it from a place of lack that I need to fix this. And when I fix it, then I'll be worthy. Then I'll be okay. It's a deep, it sounds like a sense of curiosity. And that's so my aim with this work is to give people rather than an ideology or what I think is right, a methodology. So a way of getting in touch with yourself, a step-by-step kind of process, a practice that's embodied so that you have that for the rest of your life. And that's your experience and connection to yourself and dare I say the divine that I nor anyone else can give you you have to go through experiencing it and it's really experience based um so I just oh makes my heart so happy to hear that babe one more question you're a coach yourself and people actually a lot of people don't know this it's surprising to them so forward facing I work with love sex and relationship and that is a big part of what I do but 75 percent of my clients are coaches why do you think that is? <laughs> I'm actually genuinely curious. <laughs> it's interesting because it's the same for me. <laughs> so wow, a lot of my yeah. clients are coaches in various different industries. So that's a really interesting yeah. question. I think it's this beautiful relatability because mm. what I have realized is one problem is every problem. The problems I have with money are the exact same problems I have with pleasure. The problems I have Mm -hmm. with business and sales are the exact same problems I have when I'm dating guys. It's all, it's all the the root and the foundation is always the same. And I think it's really powerful to be coached by a coach and to kind of have that similar energy because it's, it reflects back at you that which you are. And yes. For me, it's also really important to be coached by someone who has their own support too. Like that is, Mm. that's um, for me, when I'm looking at hiring someone, like that's a non-negotiable. I want to know that that person is deeply supported because that's going to help me. They're going to be able to support me even more. So it's like this beautiful domino effect. Yeah, this beautiful domino effect. They've got to be doing the work. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that's what I feel like. It's this beautiful, it's this mirror. I find that it's like, the most powerful mirror that there is to be in that space and to be coached by a coach and to have this beautiful um, balance and exchange between the two. Yeah, I love that point. It is so important to have a coach that's in the work, that's walking their talk, so important. And you can feel it, right? You can really, really feel feel that in someone's system. Um, and I love that you brought up this idea that it's always all connected, what's happening in money and sex. And it's because what we we're talking about earlier, it's the wound. So all the strategies for most people, and I've been doing this work a pretty long time, it usually comes down to a handful of wounds 
that we experienced in childhood and we've developed entire identities and strategies around them. So absolutely all the strategies and behaviors, the, the problem or the challenge spots are connected to these same wounds. And it's so powerful to get in touch and address the wound, address the root. Um, so, so powerful. So thank you so much for being here, my love. I, just one more question. Yeah, where are you at now? How are you thriving? How has your life changed since working together? I am currently in this beautiful space of not needing to know how things are going to pan out, how things are going to work. Mm. Um, yes. Which means I'm really present. I am very mm. much just living moment to moment and in this space of like asking myself, what does the moment want from me? What do I want from the moment? Yes. And of course, having goals and desires for the future, but that's not where I'm existing. I'm existing right now. And yes. that is that is like something I've been journaling about for years. It's like, oh, I just wish <laughs> I could live in the present moment and not be so attached to what's next. To declare yes. to declare what I want, the universe. And like a phrase that I keep using is like, I am open to the universe surprising and delighting me in the most mysterious and magical mm. ways. And I just say it over and over and over and over and yes. it's just so much fun like it's life is yes. fun life is a playground and like yes. I'm playing in it <laughs> absolutely and I would say you know when we first met you were still living in London and had you know a few attachments from that old the old life that you were shedding skins of and now you live in Sayulita in Mexico you're about to go on retreat in Costa Rica I think next week You've got your working for yourself, your thriving coaching business, like living the dream, Chica. So I just want to highlight that, like the bravery and the courage, I think, that you had to take those steps to create the structures you needed to create in order to be able to step into this life. And then to stay, I think what you're talking about is the base of that, that ability to be present and really live for the moment has allowed you, I, I imagine, to step into this new formation of life. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy for you, babe. Working with you has been such a pleasure, a soul nourishing pleasure. I know that you are a coach. You're an incredible breathwork facilitator. So if those listening want to connect with you and your work more, where can they find you? Yeah. So I am most active on Instagram. It's my favorite platform to hang out on. Um, so you can find me at underscore I am Jolie and that's J-O-E-L-Y. And also at embodiedlifecoaching.co.uk if you want to read my blog, learn more about me. And if that's, if you're not on social media, that's also a way too. Yay. Thank you for being here, Queen. Thank you. Awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. See you soon. Thanks, love. That's it for today, Awakened One. And just a quick thank you from me. Thank you for gifting us with your most precious resource, your time and attention so that we can make this world a more awakened place. And if we're not friends on Instagram yet, then we absolutely should be. So come on over and say hello at Angelica Alana and I'll see you there and see you next week.